I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, oh, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The trophy of a good podcast was always better. You're listening to the Colts podcast, and uh, a podcast based on cults that are based around the UK, and a man who's just escaped from one. Chris is back from his holiday from Canberra Sands. How are you, Chris? I am. I'm back from the cult of Canberra Sands. The cult of Canberra Sands. How was yes. it? You, you look really refreshed. The listeners can't see, like, you're beaming with light and energy right now. There's no one there. Just us, basically, for the whole week. And That's I a terrible found a, cult. It is. <laughs> I found a video, a video online of Canberra Sands with a lady moaning that there's electric fence in the Canberra Sands. Not forgetting that the fact that the electric fence is surrounding a T-Rex. So she's not wanted to help that, oh, it might be a homage to the film Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, because uh, kids need to stay away from the plastic T-Rexes. What you got there? It's the fish bag. The fish and chips in it. Oh, you had fish and chips at Part D Resort. You, yes. you didn't stay in the pontins. No, we were down the road laughing at them. I did send you a picture of me sticking the middle finger up at the... I did enjoy that picture. That was a great picture, I think. And yeah, you rebel. Fuck them. You know the other week when you said there's nothing to do there? Yeah. There's nothing to do there. I mean, how long were you there for? Uh, only four days. Oh, four days is enough. It's when you like see people staying there for two weeks. I think, what are you going to do for two weeks? And the caravans are too close together. Look, you can just see inside people's houses. It's like, can't they just move? I know what they did it for, so get more in. Well, yeah, that's the key. That's the key to selling caravans. You can't. You can't have them all spaced out. They've got to be close, close together, the tiny van. The dog had a whale of a time. He's he got two new balls from a pet shop and uh, had a dog ice cream. He had a dog ice cream? How was that? Did he it's... like it? Well, I, I take it you wouldn't know. He did it. like it. 
but I just felt a bit wrong sat there, him eating it, because uh, people might come past and think I'm giving him an actual ice cream. Can you bastard? Can't you give dogs ice creams? I don't think so, no. Can't give them the chocolate. Oh, well, you're def- all peanuts, apparently. What, because they don't like Charlie Brown? <laughs> I really hate Charlie Brown. That teacher. Wow, oh, I love Charlie Brown. What a great series that was. Is it good? The Christmas one's always a Christmas watch, I find. You like anything with Christmas in it. I'll be honest, just slab some tinsel in it. It's perfect. That's me. Bit of tinsel, sorted. Name a series. I bet it could be made better by a Christmas special. Mrs Brown's Boys. Nah, nah, actually, it don't work, (laughs) does it? I'm looking forward to this week, man. I think it's going to be a great show. Yes, it is going to be a great show, listener. It's going to be an amazing show. Oh, there's one in particular that I think something good here. The '90s has struck gold again. I know. I, this is episode 16. I thought we would have mined all the goldness, but there seems to be more that we found. Exactly. We're still mining. We're down that mine finding TV gold. So let's play titles. That was our song. <laughs> 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 You're listening to Small Screen 90s, the only podcast in the entirety of the universe that rates 90s TV shows out of 90. And you know what we do? We take four every week, we put them in a big chart, and we talk about them because that's how podcasts work. And I would be nothing on this podcast if I didn't have a co-host, but I do. And his name is Chris Barnes. How are you? All right. I've just been on all of Oh, we've done that bit. We've done it. We've done it. That's the problem with the preamble. You can't preamble right. twice. You can't welcome okay. people twice. This is like the first Suicide Squad. It, you think it started and then it starts again. It is. This is exactly like the first Suicide Squad. <laughs> if I said Suicide Squad, people would be going, which one do you mean? Do you mean the, the Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad? What's your favourite Suicide Squad? I like the second one. Yeah. I think everybody would say that. I don't think anyone would go the first one is the best Suicide Squad. There's not enough Jared Leto in it. And that's why you didn't like the first Suicide Squad. No, I didn't like it, no. I think there was too much Jared Leto being Joker. But do you know what English version of a superhero team would be called? I think maybe it'd be called Ground Force. Hey! Saving the world one garden at a time.
changing rooms where they've just gone outside is they've just said oh this, this instead of the uh indoors let's just do the garden with is alan it? titchmarsh charlie Dimmock, and tommy walsh and the episode i watched had two williams on it so alan kept saying it's tommy with his two willies which he found a lot of amusement in he didn't just do it once he did it twice the joke classic alan he's one of those people alan titchmarsh who's been reserved for old people isn't he even when he's in his early 40s, he would still be the, the housewife's favourite. I, I think with Alan Titchmarsh as well, he was born 50 years old. There are people like that, aren't they? They're, they're like yeah. old, old before their time. Old before, the, old before they died, to quote Robbie. Uh, I'm trying to think who else would sit in that chair now, like the old young person. Uh, I thought Ali Jones, but then he's no. But saying that Ali Jones is perfect for it because Ali Jones started young before he was old, and then like like Benjamin Button the other way around. Matt Baker off of one show, we used to be on one show. He is all even when he was in Blue Peter, he was old. Matt Baker is definitely an old old soul. Yeah, see that's good. That's what you want to be. You want to be like young old. You don't want to be old young. Like, because looking no. at Grimshaw at the moment, amazing broadcaster, but he's starting to look a bit bit old. You, you can only be young so long, can't you? I'm really worried because I've sh- shaved my beard down and I can see white stuff around the outside of my, my hair now. What Or greys, as everyone else refers to. Yeah, grey, yes. White stuff? <laughs> Is that you trying to talk trendy? Well, people say when they've got when they're trying to be cool, they've got a little bit of salt and pepper in their in their beard. They go, well, that's meant to be cool. What I mainly did was gone out and Googled when did Philip Schofield go grey, and apparently it was 16. So I was like, oh. Yeah, but I'd, hey. appreciate, I'd, I'd rather go grey than bald. Mm. Like uh, Steve Martin. After, I wouldn't like to see him with white, with uh, non-white hair. You wouldn't trust him, would you, Steve Martin come around with brown hair? You'd be like, one, what are you doing here? And two, <laughs> what's going on with your barnet? What's Martin? Steve Martin doing in my house? What are you Again. doing? Are you filming? Oh, please don't make me watch Cheaper uh, by the Dozen. Please. They, reboot- they rebooted that recently. Why? Why? <laughs> what? What? It was crap the first time. It was one of those things that was never needed to be made or brought back. Unlike no. Ground Force. I think we, we stemmed off the topic. So <laughs> this is one of the cheapest made things I've seen in the entirety of small screen 90s history. Even the gardens, when they're finished, don't look that spectacular. They've just MDF'd it, haven't they? Which, yeah, that's exactly where it's come from, changing rooms. Just covered it up all over with decking, and that'll sort the garden out. They loved the decking back then, didn't they? They did. Have you got a bit of decking? I haven't got a garden. Oh. <laughs> that's uh, why you didn't I, like it for. You felt I, garden envy. I actually live next to a graveyard, so uh, they're definitely not putting any decking down there. Oh, would you imagine if Titchmarsh came along and tried to redesign a graveyard? There'd be decking everywhere. 
be decking everywhere, be laughing at willies. <laughs> if now, we're trying to get himself an MBE again. If you were trying to get rid, if you were trying to pretend we're, we're filming something else instead of ground force, what sort of thing would you pretend you were recording to fool the person who's getting this the surprise? Uh, uh, what, to confuse them? Uh, yeah, confuse them. The night, uh, I'd probably say I'm here from the news or I'm here from Scylla Black's surprise, surprise. That, that'd be what I'd do. To, that'd get their uh, confidence. Um. Well, Alan team decided they would said they were coming from watchdog health check and asking him about uh tiscular cancer and asked him if he touched his balls it's like what what that was is... the old one with that apparently though apparently alan titchmarsh has wrote quite a few erotic no- novels has he so I, I i think he's quite into like a bit of the old touchy feely do you know what i mean i think he's a He's a very woke gentleman in a sexual sense. That's why everyone loves him. Knee deep so, is Titch Marsh. Knee deep. So, so just as we came on air, I just set up a Patreon. So that's what I do on the Patreon, is I'm going to read out one of Alan Titchmarsh's erotic novels for the Patreon viewers. <laughs> listeners. But could you do it as Trevor Fieldgood reading out the erotic novel? I will. If I can find a section of it, I will do it next week. This is it. This Patreon, we, we'll tell you more about this later listeners but there's some beautiful stuff coming up and you know what we're not taking the podcast off like where you usually get it you still get the podcast but we're giving you loads of little extras i say extras stuff that's actually better than the podcast which listening to this you probably think that's quite easy to do but that's what we're doing get on the patreon we got live shows coming up there as well haven't we and bits and bobs it's going to be brilliant yes it will be we've made it We've not done anything, to be honest. We've just discussed it, to be honest. Charlie Dimmock, the uh, lack of bra issue. I watched Series 8. Had no one told her by then that everyone could see? I think everyone knew. Like, she had her own calendar at that point as well, the Charlie Dimmock calendar. And I remember, like, watching comedians at that weird time of night. You know when Channel 4 used to do, like, really late-night TV on a Friday? when it would go on for hours of like live, live late night TV and like yes. I'm watching one guy do 10 minutes about Charlie Dimmock's boobs and, and thinking it was the most cutting edge thing and then thinking like oh and to be honest I watch Ground Force every week because my parents love the garden and Alan Titchbarsh which I'm realising is a bit weird to like him now but we're not talking about Alan Titchbarsh like that and I'm, I, didn't, I didn't notice once my brother's got Tommy Walsh braces that he used to wear oh Tommy, what what a lad. What a lad is Walshy. I think he's met him. I think he's met Tommy Walsh. Oh, I thought that was a great... Who do you reckon have winning a fight between Handy Andy and Tommy Walsh? Tommy Walsh would batter him, I think. I think he would. I think Handy Andy would keep trying to sing to him his Christmas number one. It weren't number one, was it? It got number 42. If I had a hammer. Oh, that... You... Don't bring up stuff like that, because I'd listen to it when you brought it up last time. Did you? <laughs> I put it into the show. And <laughs> about Andy Andy was sat there going like someone's listened to it again. Oh also this will work because the only version I could find of the Ground Force theme is the retro uh hipped up version of it for some reason. Even better. This uh, uh, oh c- can I come in your hole is something that Alan says at the beginning. <laughs> but people would have heard that already because I've just played it. <laughs> tell you that man's pure filth he is and then, and then he sits there on the jubilee doing this big like speech on how great the queen is 
for one reason and one reason only, Alan. You want that MBE, don't you? You want that? You want to be that guy? He has got an MBE, hasn't he? I don't know. I don't, I don't care. He, he don't deserve it. God, for gardening and writing sexy books. I, I Honestly, I've heard two people mention to me about Alan Titchmarsh's sexy books. You mean Alan Fred Titchmarsh, MBE, DL? I don't know what DL stands for. We worked on the district line for a bit. <laughs> or or um, he's friends with DL and Pasco. <laughs> Could you imagine that's your name? There is no Alan. There's no Alan Titchmarsh dirty novels. There's the house, the house by the marsh. Yeah, oh, Alan Titchmarsh Rosie. That doesn't really look very naughty to me. So he can't even get away from flowers, can he? He has to mention them a little bit, even in the name. What's it say about it? Pure filth, one star. Nick Robinson become become used to his grandmother Rosie's behaviour. She is sixty nine, a widow now. She's she... sixty nine. That's your first clue, Chris. <laughs> That's your first clue. It's just filth coming at you in your ears. Actually, she's eighty nine, and that must have just been me being filth. <laughs> now that, uh... I'll find it. I will find the sexy Alan Titchmarsh book. And the Sunday Express have said a cozy as cozy as a tea and toast on a cold winter's afternoon. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> With lots of rim in it. <laughs> Two stars. Does Alan do any work on it as well? Because when I watched it, he did fuck all. Yeah, he just talks about flowers, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he does a flower bit, doesn't he? I like it more than DIY SOS, because there's no sort of sob story behind the... They're just doing it, fixing it for someone whose garden's gone to shit. Well, that's it. Like, there's something nicer in turning up going like, why are you here? Because you've got a shit garden. <laughs> because you're an incapable human being. <laughs> it just makes it so much <laughs> Why are you wanting to fix my garden? Because you haven't got this under wraps. Like, I don't know why. But that should be it, shouldn't it? Not everything needs a sob story. No. Like the repair shop, I swear when it first started, it was just sort of like, oh, I've broken this. Oh, you go, we fixed it. Thank you. But now it's like, oh, my grandmother gave it to me. And now she's gone, so now can you fix me? Me Tonka Toy, please, thank you. I think the repair shop is the reverse boys. Like, where it went too far, where it started with the violence, it's had to push it further. That's exactly what they do in the repair shop. They are sat there in that office finding the saddest story possible. And I was raised by that injured puppy with one leg for five years and had to eat dog food. And all I have is this ceramic dog bowl. What I think sometimes is they do it too. <laughs> <laughs> they fix it too well. They make it too good after it's been done. That's not. So it didn't look that good the first time I had it. What have you done to it, you prick? They fix, I love. I love that says loads about you as a person. They fix it too well. Done it too well. You put too much time and effort fixing that long lost heirloom. So, yeah, a- so I can guess where this is going as we've barely spoken about ground force. The Ground Force, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Well, no, there's a re- there, there was Ground Force, and now there's the Ground Force. Uh, <laughs> ground Force. Is there a CGI worm in it, which Alan keeps referring to as, oh, nice livery? Why would there be a CGI worm in it? Because I was I was thinking, like, if you're going to call it the Ground Force, it needs, like, a CGI character, doesn't it, to sell toys? Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> so what, what would you what, give it? I, I'd give it 20. Uh, yes, I think 20 as well. And it's only getting 20 because I admire him not going with a sob story and just go around to people's houses who've got shit gardens. We didn't even talk about the 
brass brand, but that is going into Jack D territory. That he says he's really worried about Alan Tismar's being chased by a brass band. Hey, classic D. Which so is something that Alan Titchmarsh knows. <laughs> Stop it. We can't spread these rumours that he's written dirty books. I, I don't. He has written dirty books. Like, please, if anybody listening to this has read any of Alan Titchmarsh's dirty books, please, like, give us a link to them books so uh, Chris can read them. So right. Let's lock it in. So that is Ground Force with 20. Now. We're going to go into sitcom land and we're going to choose a classic sitcom from the 90s. It is A Prince Among Men. He's a winner, he's a star. He's a prince, a prince among men. Always going way too far. He's a prince, a prince among men. He's always right because he knows what's right. Winning is his game, he's always set. He's the best, he's the prince and he's got the life. Let it go to his head In the Hall of Fame He's an all-time great The finest football player of his day Patted on the back By the hand of fate And I wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> He's a winner He's a star He's a prince A prince among men He's a prince A prince among men I'll be honest I forgot this existed Until making a cup of tea The other day And thinking Oh yeah that was a thing. The only thing I remembered of it is the end credits when he's walking up a ladder. Exactly. That's all I remember. Yeah. And then I watched an episode and two things. Well, well there's four. What episode did you watch? I watched episode one and two. One and you got hooked? I did. Well, no, I thought there might be recurring catchphrases that I didn't realise in the first one, but there wasn't. Uh, I... Uh... Here's my little points on this. I thought there was too many characters. It didn't need all them characters. It needed four at most. <laughs> to the scene where the dog was on a leash uh, <laughs> tied to a garage and then the garage went up. I thought the dog was going to get hung, not just sat on top of the garage. And it generally made me feel uneasy for the first 10 minutes before referencing the dog again. Oh, yeah, and the dog then kept just attacking people. <laughs> it, 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 it was just like the British Empire, but it was just more higher status. Well, I found the synopsis on IMDb, which didn't really tell me this in the show, or probably you either. Gary Prince had a difficult, difficult childhood living in a poor council estate with his parents and siblings that resent him for even being born. Growing up, he finds his talent for football with the help of a coach becoming one of the most successful players in the country. Going from nothing to a multi-millionaire, Gary changes completely, but still deep down inside, he need, he never feels good enough. It's like, I didn't get that from the sitcom. <laughs> I, I just thought he was an arsehole. <laughs> like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like thinking, oh, it's boy done good. And the accent... What was that act? If you go on YouTube, all they keep saying is, why is Rimmer doing Lister's accent from Red Dwarf? <laughs> uh, and was he retired? Yes, he's meant to be retired. Yeah, oh. that's what we also think. No football in it. No football whatsoever. in it. Yeah, and why was the manager running the pub? Why couldn't that just have been a landlord? They had his mate, Dave, who we can't get rid of him because he's minty from EastEnders and called the yeah. midwife. Is and he meant to both? Did he cross <laughs> it a crossover? Well, he is sort of, because if it's ever on telly and I walk past and I see it, I always go, Minty! So he is Minty in it yeah. as well. 
And then they had the lawyer, his lawyer or his accountant, and then they had the bloke in the pub. Yeah, there are too many characters. Well, it's not, yeah, there's that. And I just, there was one line, one line that was almost funny, where he went, I've got friends of great pedigree. He's my pedigree chum. That's getting you 10 automatically. Only because you don't hear anyone say pedigree chum anymore. It's just pedigree now. A chum's a funny word, isn't it? There's me chum. And also, when you actually say pedigree chum, it sounds disgusting, doesn't it? Because then you think, what is chum? Yeah. Off cuts. Friend. It's made me pedigree friend. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that in the meat processing world, does it? I don't know. (laughs) I expect you to know all about the meat processing world. I've never thought of pedigree chum. I've never thought of it for this long. Well, nor have I until now, until that line. But then I wrote it down and then tried to... "Ah, What's he trying to say? What is the character Gary Prince trying to say? It was just... It was odd. It was really odd. It just one of those nineties BBC sitcoms, and I presume it was a nineties BBC sitcom uh, that just didn't seem to have just had like an idea, but very loosely based and nothing else. Yes, like celeb Harry Enfield and Amanda Holden in two thousand two. Sort exactly. of reminded me of which I think they had uh, bad timing because the Osbournes came out just afterwards. It was nothing. It was nothing like it. But everyone just said this is like the Osbournes. Yeah, I, I weren't that impressed with it, to be honest. What What did you think overall? I'm, I'm a fan of the visual gag. Did not the bit with the the wine bottle that came out, and the second time he did it, he smashed it underneath the bottle, and it just went all over the floor. I mean, that it would have got more if it weren't for the dog, and I generally thought <laughs> that dog had been hung by a garage door. No, but have you not have you not heard the, like, the rule is that you never kill the dog? The dog always no. stays alive. In big Hollywood Hollywood films, they'd they'd kill everybody else but the dog. Yeah, yeah, the dog always stays alive uh, unless it's a small dog. Didn't Helen Pace do a sketch once when they said about leaving dogs in cars or something? But they said it's all right to put it in a microwave, and they microwaved it, and then got loads of complaints. It's obviously not a real cat inside. Inside, huh. <laughs> it was not a cat at all. It's a dog. I can't it's, remember. Uh, they put a cat in a microwave. That's all I remember. They got oh, complaints for it. Yeah, that that'd do it. People love cats, don't they? Well, have them. you have you seen a fish called Wonder when uh, he kills two fish. poodles? He kills two poodles. Yeah, but you, that's all right. That's the rule, though. If you if that would have been, and I think John Cleese went on record of saying that, if that was like a German Shepherd or a Golden Retriever, there would have been complaints. But because little... it was a yappy thing, it was perfectly fine. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest, I think he's right. It needs to be a dog that's over two foot. Yeah, I'll be so. Yeah, yeah. Like anything under anything under two foot, take it out. Measure it, see, make sure it's what size. You measure it out. It needs to be a, a decent sized dog. There was a microwave that was voice activated, which still hasn't happened. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that though. If it had, like my Alexa goes off whenever it wants, let alone a microwave. Well, well, guess. Did you watch episode two? Can you guess what the punchline was? No. What? 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 No. What? What? Well, they kept trying to cook something in it, and then at the end, she went BBC Two, and the telly came on. It was actually a television. Ah, that's ah. Oh, now, now, now you say in episode two, and you're giving me these little jokes. I wanted to dive in. <laughs> he's well. He's, I think he was being a nice character because he was that the dippy one was going to marry a late uh, boyfriend. And um, Her he was acne ridden go- boyfriend as well. Yes, um, he he was going to buy the church was going to close down where they're going to have the wedding, so he's going to buy it. And then he turned out he's going to turn it into a race car track. But then they had loads of stuff going to a different country stored inside the church, 
so the people that were um, from the charity thought the go-karts were for, were for them, so they put them all, all on, on and sold them. Yeah. Once again, loose idea. Flushed out <laughs> amazingly. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Eat out to help out made more sense than this. <laughs> What's the point of doing a football-based comedy with no football in it? I'm not a big fan of football, but I wouldn't... I'd like to see some football in it if it's based on a well, footballer. I think the more you watch it, you would eventually get some football. I think as well with it as well. It's, they just needed to make him rich, didn't they? But they needed to make him that special type of rich that's not always mm. been rich. So therefore, is a bit more blasé about being rich. I said rich too much in that sentence. You did it could have been rich. someone who came from money. It wouldn't have worked. But then again, someone who didn't. didn't. I don't think it really worked. Are, are we going to be conflicted about this result? No, I don't think so. What would you this give is it? like real football. Uh, I'll, do you know what? I'll give it 30. <laughs> do you know, I was writing 30 just as you said it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 30. Well, do you know what that means? Let's lock it in. And is locked in a prince among men. And if you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you want to watch it? I watched it on YouTube. Where did you watch it? YouTube. YouTube. YouTube's a place to watch Prince Among Two Men. series. Two series of it. It wasn't just one series. It got recommissioned. That's the thing with like BBC. They will commission something sometimes that's terrible and give it like nine series. And that well, giving it two. It, I think well, that was too many. Like only fools nurses. Yeah, well, no need for that, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Should have ended in nineteen ninety-seven. So this magnet comedy club is now called the Sir Jim Davidson Comedy Night. <laughs> no, it's not called the bloody Jim Davidson Night. <laughs> No, that's what he made it sound like. He's like, oh, now the first ever Sir Jim Davison comedy night. The David Jason comedy. What did I say? You said Jim Davidson. Oh, yeah. Two very different people. Yeah, make it just call it Jim Davison. Yeah, no, no. I thought, you know what would be great? Boris hasn't been, like, doing any work recently and has let the whole country down. Dear listener, I don't know if you're aware of that. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could vote in the new prime minister, but my only uh, my only thing was they did well vote in a new prime minister, but make sure they weren't a politician. So out of the whole room, uh, we got David Jason, Bradley Walsh, Paul Chuckle. <laughs> so uh, those are the people who uh, should be in charge of the country. Uh, sorry, Jim, we're going to have to visit you soon on Generation Game as well. <laughs> you racist Aww. old granddad. <laughs> Have you been watching Taskmaster? No, but my, my better half has been and has really been loving it. Do you know what do you know what would be really good? If the if instead of like Taskmaster, you could change it and have a different thing and play video games. And it probably would be called Games Master. Look at him. Yes, he's back. <laughs> he's been on holidays, refreshed, he's writing puns. Get in. Master, ah, oh, so much nostalgias in this. Can we just say Patrick Moore, Dominic Diamond? What a lineup! What's with the monks? What's with what? The monks at the beginning. It's sort of like, oh, it's not set in a church, is it? Or is it meant to be? Well, the problem is with it as well. Like, I think it gives it that creepy feel, but it changes, doesn't it? Because like when he dies at the end of season one, and there's one series where he ends up in heaven. And then ends up back in hell again. Like, have you seen the one where he's on like a tropical island? No. He just was like oh. Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the first series. With his... uh, he, he does look exactly like Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Worked really well as the remake. It did. Sorry. <laughs> he just he just stopped to have a, a cup, a sip of tea. And I just didn't talk either. Sorry. That's what happened. I've got a bit of an old sore throat. Uh, right. Let, let, let's get into the beans. The first challenge they did on the episode that I watched was duck hunt. Good. I'll say that again. <laughs> the first challenge they did was duck hunt. I did say duck hunt. That is what I said. You did. For a well, golden joystick. How much did you want a golden joystick as a yeah, kid? I wanted, wanted, more, wanted it more than a bully. I but then looking, a at, looking at it now, it's just a gold... 
joystick that's been painted gold in a box. Oh, man, but it's perfect, though. Imagine having that as a talking point where someone comes round and you got that. It's like, wow, uh, someone did a speed run on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You got the highest score. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I loved it. And I'll tell you what I love watching about is Patrick Moore not having a clue about any of the video games he's given advice on. Like when he's giving someone tips for, I think it was Afterburner or, no, Alternate Beast. I went, if you get a high score at this point, you will turn to the Alternate Beast. And I remember listening to it going, but you're that for the whole of the game. That's not added. You don't know what you're on about. Well, no, but maybe it wasn't his fault. Maybe it's just the writers wrote it for him. <laughs> Got it wrong. He's too busy looking at the stars, isn't he? Oh, you can't get through the secret level on... On Zelda, right? You just go through this bit and use your flying powers to go up the top, and then you get the little book. And ta-da! Thank you very much. Oh, oh, he's great in it, but don't you feel a little bit bad that that astronomer, that man, that absolute legend, is reading <laughs> out tips for video games to teenagers who are coming up and asking stupid bloody questions? Trevor McDonald. Supersonic. <laughs> Trevor McDonald is a good idea for it. But if you want to go down that route, it should have been Professor Brian Cox doing it. Just giving <laughs> out. <laughs> giving out. But you can't really do, like, cheats and stuff like that because we've got the internet now. We just go straight on there and get um, cheats. It's a cheat book for Grand Theft Auto where you could turn your car into a tank. That's pretty cool. I think also I love watching these with the primitive game consoles as well. When you're watching something back and thinking, oh, how much joy I used to get out of a Mega Drive and then playing it back now thinking, how? Oh, the, is it in the Nintendo 64 was coming out? Oh. Going, oh, with these amazing colourful graphics. God, you can have that on your phone now. <laughs> you could have like a remastered version. That, that I watched the GoldenEye uh, tournament on one. Like, it was I watched... the first person to take someone out. That was pretty good. And do you <laughs> know what? Do you know take what? someone out. Exactly. And do you know what? I like watching people get excited about video games in the nineties because I love video games in the nineties, and all I got was my head kicked in for it. So do you know what I mean? It's it's nice to see the enjoyment of people. Enjoying something that isn't football in the 90s. Yeah, or Twitch, where people just sit watching video games, which if you're in the what? 90s and your friend only had one controller and he was playing a game where he never died on it and you had a go like every every, every other every other hour, then you're like, oh, come on. Well, let me have a go. Well, I don't understand if you're really into video games. Why would you want to watch someone playing a video game when you could be playing that video game yourself? Yes, and if they're amusing or, but well, I've I did watch Brian Gittings playing some. Oh, he's he's playing Resident Evil and just going, no, get off me, get off me, you zombies. Which is understandable, but it's usually some like guy who's on the other side of that. He's got his blimmin' monster hoodie on and he's drinking like those five litre cans of monster energy. I was going, oh, I'm just going to go up in this room right now to see who's here. Oh, yeah, I've got to shoot it. Get your gun. Get your gun. Well, that was extreme, man. That was really extreme. And you think to yourself, God, it's not extreme. You're in your mum's basement. Grow up and get a fucking job. <laughs> I say that. They're all on more money than us, mate. Every <laughs> single last one of them people. And all they're doing is that they're playing video games. They don't have... 10 hours of prep. <laughs> no, they don't. They reviewed some video games 
adult video games. Uh, See, that was how primitive it was. They had to review old video games because there weren't enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. Old, not old, adult. Oh. Adult Did video they, games. The Alan Titchmaster <laughs> Spectrum games. No, they didn't have Alan Titchmaster reading out video games. Ground Force uh, the game where he just goes around. <laughs> fuck you. They had I'll strip po- you. <laughs> they had strip <laughs> poker too, which is basically bored housewives sat at the top of the screen while you play poker. It's very tame in uh, modern terms. Geisha as well. And my favourite one was Leather Suit Larry. <laughs> I, love Larry. I, I think I remember it, but I can't remember. No, I, I love it when they do stuff like that. That's Channel 4 being edgy and going reviewing adult videos. Once again, like it wasn't good enough graphics at that time to see anything. You don't want to see a pixelated. No. No one wants that. What you want is now. Now would be perfect. I mean, fill your boots, Alan. But but back then, like, <laughs> leave Alan alone. <laughs> that was amazing. Just, the precious kicked Titch Marsh's lawyers are coming. Like in the old days, making Lara Croft into a ball chest. Oh. Goes, Ugh. Ugh. And there was always that myth that there was a naked cheat, weren't there? Yeah, but why, why? Why would you want to see a pixelated woman? <laughs> Pre-internet. <laughs> that is true. A- is it, who used to be on Question of Sport? Is it Eamon Hughes? I think so. He had a football game out. He came on to play it with a little child. He had his own football game? He did, yeah. Eamon Hughes' football, I presume it's yeah. called, or not sensible soccer <clears throat> that people didn't play. Was it em- Emling Hughes? Emling Hughes? Hughes? What a bit. Also, the kids that went on there didn't look very happy to be there. They're like, oh, did you enjoy no. that? Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy that. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw out a huge generalisation. If they're anything like me at that age into video games, personality wasn't my uh, default setting, especially <laughs> at the, that age. Have you seen the clip with Lee and Herring trying to make a film? Yes. And they're both shit, uh, but Lee... No, sorry, Richard wins <laughs> for no reason. It's just funny that Lee... Stuart is really annoyed. <laughs> Ugh, I can't believe he... What if he still got that golden joystick? Well, it come up on the Dominic Diamond uh, Rahelistopper that I don't think yeah. he's got that anymore. Oh. So uh, I don't know the full thing. Uh, if you're interested, go listen to Rahelistopper. If you're not, please keep listening to this. No, seriously, please keep listening yeah, to this. Don't give the other people options to listen to something else. Yeah, especially that. Like, Richard Herring won't miss one listener. It could financially <laughs> cripple us. That's the difference. We're not sat there late at night, are we? Playing Death Squad 4 or some weird horror game. Did you watch Star of Breen's Go 8-bit? I did. No, I don't know what it is. It's not as good as Games Master. I think because Games Master like, knew what it was. And even when they mm. brought it back, they kept the crap CGI. They kept the idea of sending people into a fiery pit of oblivion if they lost. And it just looked... It looked like a, it. No, do you know why? Because it looked like you were in a video game. Mm. And I think that's. And there's this problem at the moment where there's so many TV shows, paddle shows, and they all look squeaky clean and nice, and there's no kind of grip to anything. It just sometimes you need that. Sometimes things need to look a, a little bit cheaper. Not ground force level, but just just a little bit cheaper. Think, well, think Sainsbury's. Think Sainsbury's, <laughs> not Audi. And we're not at Waitrose. Yeah, um, co-op. That's well, it wasn't Dara's program originally. It was an Edinburgh show that was meant to be just like a piss take with people just uh, mucking about playing video games. And obviously Dave just took it and made it shiny. And 
I think that's what happened with Taskmaster, though, didn't it? It wasn't yeah. really Greg David. Well, it wasn't originally Greg David. No, it was it was Alex Horn. So they bought Greg Davis on, which works perfectly now. But I really enjoyed it. I just reminds me of Friday night sitting watching Games Master, looking at all those games, thinking, "Ah, oh, if only I had fifty pounds, I, I could buy more games." Mate, only if you had like some kind of combined uh, console that had every single game on it. Are you suggesting a combined console that you could play every single game on there? But yeah. why wouldn't the uh, video game industry enjoy that? No, they, they should enjoy that, shouldn't they? they? Well, I think there might be an issue with the competition. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 50. I think. Didn't Dominic Dominic like Simon Pegg? He did. And like, he's just a great host as well, isn't he? He's just... Mm. He's just he, yeah, he's a good host, but he did look like he shouldn't be hosting this. He should be hosting like the Word, and it's the games video games program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the Word with you? No, I don't want to go. I don't know whose voice that was. So let's lock it. <laughs> so that is Games Master locked in with fifty points. Ooh. It's starting to bubble up. And do you know where it's bubbling up to? It's bubbling up to the phone. And when the phone rings, it rings on. Get ready to play Talking Telephone Numbers with The Daily Mirror. There's big cash prizes to be won. It's the show that could put you in touch with 25 grand. Talking Telephone Numbers with Philip Schofield and Emma Forbes. Thank you, hello, and welcome to Talking Telephone Numbers. The theme isn't very good. <laughs> no, it's not, is it? Also, talking tele- no, no, you said the wrong title. It's Talking Telephone Numbers by the Mirror newspaper. Do you know what? That's something I miss, when newspapers could just sponsor TV shows. Mm. And it, they'd be part of the title, not just like, oh, uh, is it like Coronation Street now is sponsored by Carpet Right? They would, in the old days, it would be Carpet Right presents uh, Coronation Street. And, and you know Carpet Right had nothing to do with it. I, I do miss Cabri sponsoring uh, Coronation Street because they generally made efforts with the titles. Yeah, just put your name on it, slap your name on it and get on with the job. Alan. Not. <laughs> this is almost as bad as the Fred Dibner episode. We just kept talking about Dibner all the time. Not Dibner. Oh fuck. No. Dinage. Almost, almost as bad as the Dinage episode. Talking about Dinage <laughs> that time. Um, I just think it's great. I don't think this. I wonder if this will sway you any way with your points. But the pilot for this was Emma Forbes and Danny Baker. <laughs> Perfect. Could there be anything more mirror-sponsored than that? Well, I was just annoyed that Danny Baker didn't get the series. So I'm it's Philip Danny Schofield. Baker. It's Philip Schofield. Right. I've written here on my notes. Philip Schofield, <laughs> early hosting technique, is hmm. not what it is today. He's not the powerhouse that is Schofield. One, the glasses, he looks like the demon headmaster, which they, they really were off-putting, Philip Schofield and glasses. And also, spoiler alert, uh, alert even, when the bloke won, £10,000. He said, who are you going to spend it on? You're going to spend it on your family? And he said, I don't have any family. And the whole of the audience went, oh. And Philip Schofield said, hold up, maybe he doesn't want a family. 
thought, a bit more edgy, isn't it? A bit more edgy, old. <laughs> well, he'd just come out of the broom cupboard, take that as when he'd done that. He, he was just going back into <laughs> adult television. Take what you want from that. Uh, but I, it, it, was, it was an odd film, Schofield, wasn't it? And did you watch it? Well, we watched the same episode where uh, there's a weird bit where he's questioning someone by a shopping trolley and guessing the name of the old products. Yes, it was Richard Digest. That, that's who it was. That's Life Boy Soap. That's Ajax. Also, also at the end, the Human League are on it. Yeah, and perfect. You know, you know, normally in the credits, you're told to wave at the camera or look like you want to be there. When they just cut back to them with the credits, they just look like they're bored. <laughs> they wanted to finish. Well, they didn't <laughs> even know they were being shot. Uh, have you ever, have I ever sent you the live album, the Human League live in, I think it's 2003? No. When his voice breaks halfway through uh, Together in Electric Dream. It's amazing. I- I'll send it to you. It's it's just a beautiful thing. Together! <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, but we're not here to talk about... Yeah, that's the thing, though, as well, isn't it? You don't get musical acts so much like that any Randomly, here's the Human League. And there was another clip I saw where they had a turtle on. <laughs> well, and it was uh... just like, this is great. Well, the week next... He said, next week, we've got Ray Allen and Lord Charles. <laughs> Oh, it's a weird level of booking, isn't it? The Human League Eternal yeah. and Ray Allen <laughs> And other clips I saw, there seemed to be lots of magicians on, which just played 90s, oh. mu- 90s rave music while they, while they put someone in the box. There's no That's... Darren Brown and uh, David Blaine sort of stuff. It's just put in the box, get in the box. But it's also, it? It is... well, it's almost like the game show element got in the way of the rest of the show. <laughs> picking, picking the number was just the last thing that happened. The actual idea as well is very wafer thin. Uh, there's nothing really based around it. And magician mu- musical acts and guessing the price of stuff and the name it's, out of a shopping basket. Well, it's quite hard because they, they pick the numbers through the night by doing different things. And then the Tenephilus at the end, uh, you have to ring them up. Then you have to answer three questions before you get to the End, and then you're asked to gamble after that. It's very convoluted. <laughs> should be one question, shouldn't it, to answer? Yeah. Well, it is now, isn't it? It'd be something yeah. stupid like in the alphabet, what is the first letter? Is it A A B seven or C Norman Wisdom? <laughs> I, think be, I would love to know the percentage of people that pick the obviously wrong answer on these quizzes every time. <laughs> like fifty percent? No, not fifty percent. No, twenty percent of people put <laughs> Norman Wisdom. <laughs> Even when it's not one of the answers available, they just no, answer not. I think as well, like it's too easy now, isn't it? It's too easy to win money. It's too Actually easy. Cash. Yeah, it weren't like that then. They they put you through your paces and then mocked you for not having a family on national television. I hope he's all right. Do you remember Hilary O'Neill, the female impressionist? No, no, neither do I. I've never heard of her until I watched it. <laughs> You said that in a way, you're going like, oh, she was great, she had loads of stuff. Well, she was, she was quite good, but I thought, I've never she heard of really you ever. Good. Uh, also, the well, technical glitch in the episode I watched was particularly good. It was. Even better watch, hearing the gallery talking over it, which was, they're just watching it for a bit, and then they go, shit, we've just lost Richard Digitus' old act. <laughs> Which was a blessing in disguise. We get uh, you back. We, we get you back on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you back on, Digest. Schofield's got loads of buffers. 
I watched the Human League back with the gallery commentary on it, and all it is someone just going five, six, five again, six. (laughs) There's not all TV shows need to have that as an option of listening to what the gallery are actually saying. Like, imagine it on a Mrs. Brown Boys. This is shit. It's also, you don't uh, get that on television anymore, do you? The, the announcer coming up and saying, really sorry that we've lost uh, Home of the Way, but please keep with us while we try and reconnect. For a while now, you just changed the channel. Like, back then, <laughs> it was like, if it's a particularly bad evening, you've got free choices. Also, the thing I like more of it was on the adverts, it had an advert for the Philips CDI saying it was the fastest game console in the world. And I watched that thought, wow, this that lasted, didn't it? Everyone it, bought themselves a Philips CDI. It did, because I, I wrote down just for my own personal use, which was Mad Dog McCree, because I remember that. It's a video <laughs> game that's just made out of videos. There's no actual graphics in it at all. It's just you had to go around and actual actors uh, playing the characters and being shot and stuff. That was great. I think that's... Uh... I think that might have been the only time there was an advert for that ever in the history of the world. I remember. I, I don't, no, I don't think I had it. I, I don't know. I didn't have a CD, CDI. They were really expensive. So, yes. Right. So, so basically, we've only watched half the programme because we didn't see the beginning or the middle or the, just the end. But with... in that half of a programme, I'd give it yes. a 60. <laughs> it was. I do remember really liking it when it was on telly. I think it just felt like the 90s. Like, do you know what I mean? When you can watch something, you go, this, this will be an adept Saturday night takeaway in 20 years, where someone goes, oh, this, this is of its time. And it was. And I loved it. And I think everything about it, creepy Schofield, him mocking someone for not having a family, uh, the, the whole concept of the game of, like, the telephone numbers. Do you know what? I'm going to go 65. You've got up one. With the, you've got up five. And that's just for the CDI uh, advert in the middle. <laughs> What are you thinking? I think he's 65. It was hilarious, the gallery commentary. Of, you, you think when, when the lady comes on and says, oh, it's a minute, we've just had some technical problems, you don't realise that someone in the in the back room going, for fuck's sake, shit is broken. Put it back <laughs> on again. Come on. Come on. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, no. <laughs> Gonna lose my job. Come on. Come on. Go back, go back in. Come on. Come on. I can't go and work for, for Channel 4 after this. Don't send me in Channel 5. And That'll then be good. the lady just comes on going, we're really sorry for the delay that's happening at the moment. Oh, is a massive panic. <laughs> we need to make that into a sketch. Why is, this, why is the screen on fire for? I don't know what's going on. Well, so there's only one thing left to do. Is let's lock it in. Talking telephone numbers? Oh, the mirror's talking telephone numbers. Yes. Next week... Is Lucky Stars, not Lucky, no, it's Lucky Numbers with Shane Ritchie. Lucky Stars, we're going to re- review chocolate from the 90s as well, are we? No, hang on, I've got, what it's, I've got it saved up. The, is it the Lucky Strike? No. Strike uh, it Lucky? No, it was. Next week I had Lucky Numbers with Shane Ritchie. Don't forget your toothbrush with Chris Evans and Fist of Fun with uh, Lee and Herring. And my, how about my... Reboot as well? Yes, Reboot. Right, I love it. Oh, I love Reboot. Speaking of amazing graphics. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be a hell of a week. <laughs> wow, there's only one thing left to do. Bye-bye, everybody. That's the first time we've told them before we finished. I know, I know. Do you think they're like, ooh? Ooh, I can't wait and for then, this. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is what we should have done ten weeks ago. 
Uh, and then you're going to have to pay for it. Ha ha. That's why. Right. I'll, 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 leave that, I'll leave that there. <laughs> Bless him. <No. laughs> Still haven't worked out to do this. So, bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you next week. Dirty old Alan. Dirty old Alan. Dirty old Alan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.